Amen. We weren't going to have a Jerash, but the scriptures that they chose were what the Lord put on my heart this morning. just wanted to point out, we're getting ready to start Sukkot tomorrow night. We have our big Sukkot gathering, as you uh, probably already know. And so what I have here is the uh, traditional uh, translation from the passage in the Torah, Leviticus 23, verse 40, where it says, On the first day, talking about Sukkot, you are to take choice fruit of trees, branches of palm trees, boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and rejoice before Adonai for seven days. So this is the rabbinical interpretation of what this means, is this combination uh, of these we have right here, the long one here is the lulav or the lulavim, and that is a date palm. And so when you think of, we've been talking about Hoshiana, Hosanna, and they're waving the date palms. In fact, uh, when we lived in Jerusalem uh, during uh, Holy Week, well, it was kind of funny that many of the Arab kids, what they would do is they'd, cry, they'd climb the date palm trees, cut them off, and then sell them to the Christian pilgrims who were celebrating uh, Palm Sunday. Anyway, so because they're, they're native, obviously, to Israel. So then we have um, two other species that they're uh, translating here, the rabbis, as the, the hadassim or the myrtle and the willows, okay? And then this is the fruit that they're translating here as is the etrog, which is a citron uh, fruit. Okay, why am I saying all that? Well, let's turn to Nehemiah 8, which is the uh, Haftarah portion. I just want to show you something uh, pretty cool. And they already read this, but I'll just uh, reread a little section here. We know it's Sukkot. Like Fran pointed out, it says Sukkot joy in the TLV translation. We are in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 13. On the second day, the heads of the families, <clears throat> along with the Kohanim and the Levites, gathered around Ezra to ponder the words of the Torah. Remember, they had just rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. This is right after the finishing of the walls. And they found written in the Torah that Adonai had commanded through Moses that B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, should dwell in Sukkot, or tents, or tabernacles, or booths, or huts. Did you know there's a lot of translations for Sukkot? Uh, that's really tabernacles, huts, booths, shelters, tents, okay. Sukkot, which is plural of sukkah, during the feast of the seventh month, so that they should proclaim and spread this message in all their towns in Jerusalem, saying, Go out to the hill country and bring olive branches and wild olive branches, myrtle branches, which are the hadassim, uh, I lost my place. Oh, and branches, oh, palm branches, which are the lulav, and branches of other leafy trees to make Sukkot, just as it is written. So it's interesting here because uh, there's actually this additional, or you could argue a different translation of what the fruit of the Leviticus 23 passage is. Okay? So the fruit it talks about in Leviticus 23 rabbinically is translated as the citron, 
But all the fruits, like olives are also understood to be fruits in the Bible. So olives, the natural olives, could also be the translation of Leviticus 23. And it's interesting here in Nehemiah, why? It's interesting uh, for one important reason is we have this symbolism of the olive branch, right? That the olive branch is raised, and then we have something additional. This is a, a, one more actual uh, item here, and it says wild olive branches. Now, what is Sukkot? But Sukkot is the clearest Jew-Gentile unity celebration in all of Scripture, as it says in Zechariah 14, that all the nations will come to Jerusalem to pay homage to the king in the millennial reign. So we will all celebrate Sukkot in the world to come, or it says that it will not reign in your land, right? That's what Zechariah 14 says. You can look it up. So we know this is a part of the millennial age, but what I'm pointing out to you is that according to the translation that we have here by Ezra and Nehemiah and the people who came back from exile is that they're actually, interestingly, including wild olive branches as a part of this commandment to celebrate the wedding supper of the Lamb, to celebrate the world to come, to celebrate the great by and by, this great feast where Messiah returns and comes to the earth in the resurrection of the dead. Meaning it includes all the nations in addition to the remnant of Israel who's saved and all of Israel is saved at the end as we have been talking about. So I just wanted us to see this in Nehemiah and John, which is fittingly, John's the only one that I know in the room who actually grows olives. Does anybody else grow olives? Just John. So I want to ask John on our Sukkot celebration tomorrow night to bring olive branches and we'll include it in with our species here, right? And we'll celebrate and present before the Lord this uh, symbolism of the olive branches and wild olive branches in addition to uh, the traditional interpretation. Have you guys seen that before? It's pretty amazing, isn't it? It's right here in the Bible. What do you know? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's our additional darash this morning. Oh, we got an additional, additional darash. Do, do we have a slide of our KL symbol? If you want to bring it up, you could show. That's why on the KL that you see out here, our symbol that we chose, out of the K comes the olive branch, right? And the olive branch you'll see coming out, the main olive branch has 12 leaves for the 12 tribes of Israel. And the second olive branch that comes, that's grafted into it that goes to the right has seven leaves. That's the wild branch. There it is. Yeah, see that? <laughs> so this is very applicable to our symbol, and it has seven leaves that stands for the seven continents of the, of the world. So in this very passage is symbolized the very essence of who we are as kingdom living, and the wild olive branches and the natural branches. Amen. It's pretty cool. I wonder if, if uh, Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul, when he's writing in Romans 11, if he's actually thinking about Nehemiah, and when he chooses to use this olive imagery of the natural branches and the wild olive branches, we can ask him someday. Okay. 
Well, if you're new, uh, please raise your hand. We can welcome you. We have a special gift for you.